Listen, you have the ability to walk with God. And part of that is submitting to God and resisting the devil. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. And now, your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. I'm Kyle Reno. This is Bill Eliff. We are so honored that you'd give us some time uh, to really look and find some revival truths in the scripture and belief for the next coming revival and spiritual awakening in right. our land. And and now in these podcasts, Kyle, we're, we're making it real, getting it down cl- up close and personal, talking about personal revival. That's right. Uh, because if it doesn't start there, it just hasn't started, has it? Sure. And uh, and you walked us into last week, and I, I'd encourage you, if you missed last week, go back and give that a listen, mm-hmm. because we are seeing these patterns of revival, specifically in James chapter 4, and mm-hmm. I believe that God has a lot to say to us, and today we're going to look at resisting, and even specifically mm-hmm. resisting the devil. Right. And uh, man, I mean, in life, you run into moments of great resistance. Yeah, you do. You know, I uh, <laughs> I was thinking... One my uh, one of my daughters right. and uh, was one of my daughters. You just look at and she would melt. The other one, not so much. <laughs> she would harden. <laughs> she would harden. And uh, and if she's listening today. She, <laughs> she's laughing. You are. She's laughing. And one of the reasons <laughs> she's laughing is because God gave her a daughter. Mm. Uh, and uh, I, I will never forget this moment. Uh, I was home alone, and Granddad doesn't change. I don't change dirty diapers. Right, right, it's right. just a little rule in our house. Yeah, you've earned and, that uh, right, bro. So, yeah. but there are these moments, and I was I was uh, alone with her daughter, right, who was two. Yeah, and uh, she's pretty. She's pretty uh, strong willed, and she was walking through with a little baby carrier. You know, she was a little stroller. And uh, she had a dirty diaper, and I was the only one. Right. I said, "I, I said, uh, Truth. Her name's Truth. Yeah. I said, Truth. I said, Granddaddy needs to change your diaper. I said, Let go of the stroller. And she looked at me, and she said, No. She's two years old. <laughs> I said, uh, Truth. I said, Lay down the stroller. So, Granddad. And she looked at me, set her jaw, and said, She's two years old. I will never let go. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I this will came, die here holding this. Came, this is the hill <laughs> upon which I will die. At two, I've well, made a life decision. I just decision. have to tell you that before it was all over, uh, she, she let, let go. go. <laughs> yeah, and we got her done. But but you know, there's a there's a resistance that's a good resistance, and it's fascinating. In James chapter four, Kyle, uh, James is giving us. As we've talked about last week, not just one, two, three steps so we can come back to the Lord and experience personal revival for a day. He's giving us a whole pattern of living, right? And we're calling this patterns of personal revival. These are things that you need to get so familiar with and so developed and matured in that it's just the natural responses of your life all the time. So the first one of those, he said, submit to God. You want to come back to the Lord and draw near to Him, submit to God. Quit being in control all the time and yield control to the Lord. But the next 
word that comes out of his mouth here in James chapter 4, uh, verse 7 is, Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I, the first time I read that, I thought, that's odd. I mean, why is he talking about, quote, spiritual warfare in the middle of this passage about these things we're to do to draw near to the Lord? Now, I'll tell you the reason why. When you come to the altar with God, whether that's in your home or at a church or driving in your car, and you realize your need of the Lord, and you surrender to Him, you get convicted of sin, and you give up to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I want you to take control. You have no idea but the fact that you have just laid down the gauntlet to the devil, right? Because the devil hates your submission to God. When you're not submitting to God, he's got you. You're either in his camp being used by him, or at the very least, you're on the sidelines. And when you submit to the Lord and are filled with the Holy Spirit and you're ready to go, you are a force. There is nothing more threatening to the devil like a humble, determined Christian who has submitted to the commander's control and leadership. So we need to be aware that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So what in the world do we do? Do we just say, oh no, you know, uh, I, I better run or I better get out of here. No, he says, you resist the devil. And what's interesting, this is a, this is a command and a promise. Resist the Satan and he must flee from you. He will flee from you. Now I've got a little mental picture. I'm kind of a visual learner. I got a little mental picture in my mind that I, I love. It has really helped me. It's the picture of a cliff. And on top of the cliff is a little piece of flat land. Let, let's let that represent your life. And if you, can, you could kind of put a grid on that land uh, and divide that little piece of land up, uh, there's your financial life, there's your thought life, there's your moral life, there's your uh, relational life, uh, your family life, all these little pieces that comprise your life, okay? Before you became a Christian, Satan's flag was on that land. He owned you. He owned the title deed. You belong to him. Ephesians 2 is very clear about that. When you came to Christ and submitted to him, uh, you gave the title deed to Jesus. He bought it with his blood, and you gladly let him take charge, right? And he planted his flag on that land. Can you sit right there on the top of that cliff? And, and he owns that land. Satan has no right to that land. But what Satan does is he starts climbing up over that cliff and he looks over and he says, well, I see that, that little area of his thought life. So I'm going to tempt him with just a little bit of pornography or a little diversion over here because I want to get that back. I lost that to Jesus and now his life is filled with Jesus and displaying Jesus, and I don't like that. So I'm going to come over and I'm going to just take that little piece of land. And if you're not aware and if you're not careful, that's exactly what he'll do. Why, why do we see so many Christians, people you know, maybe I'm describing you, 
who once gave their life to Christ and were vibrant and useful and, and they were walking with the Lord and their whole life, every part of their life was full of the Lord. And then you look at them now and, and their whole life is, is stale and uh, Jesus is nowhere to be found and they've got all kinds of sin in their life. You know what happened? They didn't, they didn't resist the devil, right? They didn't realize that they were in a battle and they just gradually let the enemy come take one piece after another piece after another piece of their life. And the thing is, he has no legal right to do that. Now you say, well, Bill, what is resistance to the enemy? Resistance, you don't have to scream and yell and holler and say some little incantation and, and, uh, and burn candles. Uh, how, how silly is that? We come and announce. We come and stand on the promise of God's word that he said, if we will resist the devil, he must flee from us. I can't tell you how many times I've said this. When the, when the enemy has tempted me in some area, I've said, Satan, you have no legal right to that part of my life. I belong to Christ, and I command you to leave. And he has to flee. He has to flee. Now, he may run back down that cliff, go around to the other side of the mountain, and try to come up again. And I keep resisting him. I keep resisting him. You remember that little story where right after Jesus' baptism, Satan came in the wilderness? He'd been fasting, and, uh, and the enemy kept coming after him and kept coming after him. And finally, it said he left and decided he would go away so that he could come back at a more opportune time. And in other words, he realized, I'm not going to get Jesus now. He's, he's resisting, and I can't stand against that resistance. So we keep resisting. We keep resisting. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, let me make you aware of one other little thing here. The devil's primary nature, the Lord, is truth and light. The devil's primary nature is deception and darkness. Truth and life versus deception and darkness. So here's what Satan does. He lies. He's a liar. In fact, Jesus said he's the father, the author, the genesis of all lies. Years ago, we were uh, in the middle of an extraordinary movement of God in, in 2011 where in a normal worship service, the Lord just chose to sit down in our church at the Summit Church in, in Little Rock where I was pastoring. And that one service went three or four hours in the afternoon, and we came back the next night, and that went four hours, and the next night, and that went on for five weeks every night except Saturday we would take off. And it was one of the most extraordinary movements of the manifest presence of God I've ever been in. We were walking in the rarefied air of, uh, of revival. Everything became really clear. I, just, I could just see things clear. I could see what we were to do, what I was to do. 
uh, I could hear the Lord really well in that atmosphere. But I'll tell you something else I heard. I heard constant whispering from the enemy. I, I don't know how to be more real about this. I would be talking to somebody, and the night before God had saved five people, and they'd come and been baptized in their street clothes, and it was so wonderful. And, uh, and somebody would say, well, were some people saved last night? And the, the enemy would just whisper in my ear, just say 10, around 10. Well, it was five or it was seven. He'd say 10. Now, it's just, you think, well, that's just, that's not a big, oh yeah, that's a lie. That's giving place to the devil. That's him climbing up on the ground of our church and taking uh, a foothold, right? So God was reviving us and Satan wanted to stop that. And he whispered, he whispered. So what... God needed in that moment was someone who would recognize the enemy and resist the enemy, right? And so in your personal life, he's going to come with a thousand lies to you. you you're, you're sitting here right now listening to this podcast and you think, man, I wish I could just walk with God better. I wish I, I just keep falling on these same habitual sins. I just can't seem to, I'm in this cycle. I just can't get out of it. How do I, how do I have personal revival, well, you get in a pattern of constantly, continually submitting to God, yielding control to Him, and then resisting the devil. And, and He's going to come with lies like this. You can't overcome this. He's going to say to you, it's no use. Just go ahead and sin. You're not strong enough to win. I know you surrender to the altar, but one more sin is not going to hurt you. Here, here's, here's one of His best. You can, you can start that tomorrow. I know you've been disobeying God, but just go ahead and finish that out and just start fresh tomorrow. That's, that's a little mind game, which says, which is to say to the Lord, I'm going to look in your face and directly disobey you today, <laughs> right? I'm going to keep sinning against you and hindering your kingdom today. But the enemy says, just start tomorrow, right? And he keeps... Uh, giving you these lies. Did he? Did you hear what she said to you? Are you going to put up with that? Here's what you ought to say. Uh, defend yourself. Go ahead and look for a minute. Nobody's watching. You're not going to hurt anybody by that. It's not going to affect anybody. Here's another one. If God loved you, he wouldn't have allowed this in your life. This is just the way you are. You'll never change. You can't really be different. God will forgive you, so go ahead and sin a thousand lies a day. Now listen, you have the ability to walk with God. And part of that is submitting to God and resisting the devil. It's spiritual warfare awareness and spiritual warfare resistance. And Kyle, I think one of the things the Lord is trying to do in our life is He's trying to raise up warriors. Amen. He's not He's not raising a bunch of wimp kids who lay around on a couch <laughs> right. and watch TV. He needs men and women that will go into the world and make disciples mm. of all nations, mm. you know, and this is part of it. Well, you know, I'm thinking, and the Lord gave me an illustration, I think, while you were talking. If you go to a gym, uh, a, a really good way to exercise is 
by bringing the resistance level up, right? And even resistance bands are a yeah. thing, you oh, know, yeah. that help. That help. I've make, heard about that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, it helps with like tendons, mm-hmm. ligaments, not just the big muscle body parts, but right. all the parts that work together wow. in resistance bands to help you become stronger. Wow. And and I, I think about what does resistance do? Like when you resist the devil. Well, mm-hmm. every time you do, you get stronger. Wow. Every wow. time ta- every time you take that thought captive mm-hmm. to the obedience of Christ. Every time you identify that tactic of the enemy and say, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. enemy, you have no legal right to that way yeah. of thinking in my mind or that action. Every time you resist him, yeah, you get stronger. Well, you just think about a a raw recruit yeah. coming right out of boot camp right. that goes to the battlefield versus a 30-year veteran right, right. who knows who's lived in Afghanistan right. and he knows the way of the enemy yeah. and he and he knows the wiles mm-hmm. and he knows how to anticipate mm-hmm. that. That's knows himself. Yeah, knows himself and his right. weaknesses and right. his tendencies. Right. And I, I've often thought this, you know, you remember that little passage in uh when Joshua took uh, w- took the people in the promised land and the Lord said to him, I'm not going to drive out your enemies in a single year right. because your young men won't learn warfare. Yeah. So there's something about this yeah. that is a necessary part and pattern sure. of our spiritual life. Mm. And uh, we've got, if we want to be strong Christians mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. we want to abide with Christ, mm-hmm. if we want to walk in continuous revival... Mm. We've got to continually submit to God right. and continually, increasingly resist the devil right. with a promise yeah. that he will flee from you. You know, I, I just thinking about that, I remember uh, the first times I experienced warfare personally in mm-hmm. my mind, heart, and in moments where you, you wimp out, yeah. <laughs> you succumb and things, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and being discouraged that it even existed. Yeah, you know, it's frustrating. Like, it's frustrating that, man, this tension. Mm-hmm. Is there, and a guy that discipled me, I was I was lamenting the the ongoing battle that mm-hmm. I found, and I was genuinely trying to live a submitted life, yeah, the best I knew how, you know. Yeah. And and he said just a very simple thing to me: "Oh man, be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be encouraged that you're a target. You know that when you feel yeah. that tension, yeah. it's because you are surrendered. Wow." You are submitted. And so I just say this to our listeners today. Hey, be encouraged. Yeah. If you feel that war within, you you feel those things, it, it, probably because you're in the fight. The enemy thinks you're a threat. <laughs> you're yeah, in the fray. It's a good thing. It's a, it's a good thing. And learn how to resist him. Yeah. Learn how to. And I know part of that is we don't want to just talk these things. We want yeah. to pray these things. So, yeah. Bill, why don't you walk us and our listeners into how to do that? Either? Yeah. Let, let's just take a moment and resist okay so so let's go to prayer if you're where you can bow your head for a moment if you're driving uh of course don't do that mm-hmm. but uh, would you take a moment and just look at the the top of that cliff at the groundwork of your heart you see that there and you see your physical life your mental life your moral life uh, is there any ground that the enemy has taken? What about your family? Where is the enemy taking some ground in your family? What about your tongue, your speech? What about your thought life? 
has the enemy, does he have any, has he taken up residence? I, I, a guy said to me one time, don't let the devil rent space in your head. Hey, are you letting the devil just live rent free in your head? Just lying to you about stuff? So identify, let's just start with one area. Is there one area right there where the devil has lied to you, you believed him, and he's gotten a foothold? All right, right now, in the name of Christ, resist him. And I, I, we're going to be quiet for just a minute. Just speak to the enemy and say, in the name of Christ, you, you have no legal right and I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Just do that, would you, in this moment? And is there some little lie, maybe one of those things that I just mentioned a moment ago? It's no big deal. You can sin. It's okay. You can put it off to tomorrow. You know... Is there one lie that Satan just kind of gets you with every time? Would you resist that lie even right now? Would you ask the Lord to make you, uh, to give you, I think he would answer this prayer, unusual discernment like you've never had about the enemy's intrusion into your mind and your thinking. So Father, we, we want to agree with what you told us in Ephesians 6, that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. Help us to see that we are wrestling against principalities, against powers, against... Uh, world forces and against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And so, Father, we want to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might and put on the full armor of God and stand against the enemy. We, we, we don't want Him taking one single acre of ground that doesn't belong to Him, one foot of ground in our life, our family, our church in this nation that doesn't belong to him. So Lord, I pray that you would uh, you change something in us. If we haven't had the pattern of resistant resisting the enemy, I pray it would become a regular pattern of our life that we would submit to God and continually, daily, resist the devil. So take us there. Teach us there. Arm us with this truth so we can walk in continuous revival life, Lord, and be usable to you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Well, hey, listen, I know that was a personal encouragement to me, just sitting here and thinking of ways. And I think over time, sometimes you get war-weary. Yeah. You know, and it's easy to uh, forget to be tenacious in that yeah. battle. And I, I hope that you just, by the power of the Spirit, felt bolstered mm -hmm. to say, I'm going to take, take that ground back in my mind and my life. And and that, yeah. that that's not just you. That's, that's true for every believer. And I'd encourage you to share it with other people that you can encourage them with it as well. 
Well, we're so glad that you're joining us on our One Cry podcast. And if you want more, uh, we can point you to a very easy site to get more. That's onecry.com. Uh, there are all kinds of resources there. There's a place where you can give and contribute to the cause of revival and spiritual awakening. Also, right on the front page of onecry.com are some pathways to, to just hit a button that will take you into all kinds of resources for your personal, your church, or a national, a journey into national revival and spiritual awakening. Just a lot of very helpful tools. So uh, check it out at onecry.com. 